The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and adults and teenagers of all ages and all the ships at sea, this is David Yaz, the host of the Boston Podcast, the only weekly Monday through Friday podcast in Greater Boston that I know of. George Kippenham, do you know of another one? I do not know of another one. All right, so welcome to the one. As I'm going to start I'm, one now. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> welcome uh, to the Boston Podcast. Pod617.com is where we are at in our Westwood studios. Uh, George Kippenham, no stranger to these confines, he being one of the stars of the Shawshanked podcast, but uh, we are here for, George, what you called a very special edition, a very special podcast. Yeah, I, you know, I had the idea, uh, both David and our, the COO, Kerry, mm-hmm. uh, and I all have children with uh, disabilities or special needs, mm-hmm. and I thought, wouldn't it be fun if uh, if we actually sat in the room together and and, and spoke openly about it? Mm-hmm. Kerry... Uh, Thought it was a terrible idea and didn't yeah, show up. What the hell? <laughs> nice going, Carrie. <laughs> but she couldn't make it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, you know parents like us sometimes need to discuss these things in the open and uh, without a, a therapist in the room. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes we come up, become our own therapists, and so I thought it was a fantastic idea. So that's what we're here. We're just as special needs dads. We're going to tell a couple stories, and hopefully you can relate. Maybe even provide a couple resources or tips who knows we don't know everything but you got to keep talking about this stuff right yes yeah let me first tell you about uh, a place that is very special to George Kippenham our sponsor today the United States Postal Service which is the second largest employer in the United States offering paid training and ways to move up apply today at usps.com/careers the US Postal Service deliver for the nation that is so cool that you're you are here you're George one of the executives I don't know your title over there I'm the manager of consumer and industry contact cool with the Postal Service Cool. How did I do on that initial? That uh, was great, yeah, man. We, I love it. <laughs> we love it. We, I love we, it. We, we need some good people there. So yeah, and it was um, through the uh, uh, brainstorming of George right here that we were able to get in touch with the U.S. Postal Service, and we are grateful for their support for the Boston Podcast. But uh, back to the topic at hand. So um, uh, I guess you, this, I feel like we're sitting down in one of those therapy circles, and it's like, you yeah. know, who would like to go first? <laughs> and so, um, but. Yeah, George, tell me about um, when your daughter, a little bit about your daughter, how old, when she got diagnosed, that kind of stuff. Sure. So my daughter, Mary, uh, is now 14 years old. Uh, she was diagnosed with spastic dysplasia cerebral palsy uh, at the age of two. She was a late walker, a late speaker. Um, so we didn't, uh, you know, we were first-time parents and didn't know the signs or, the, or, or any of the effects of, uh, of cerebral palsy. Um, that's but it. was it was it at birth? At birth. Okay, that we so think that's when it happened. And um, and but did they tell you that day? Like, no. You, oh, okay. So you we found out uh, two years later. She came out. Oh, really? Okay. Pretty conehead, but uh, but it, we thought nothing of it, and um, 
And they thought nothing of it. And Docs told you, don't worry about it. It's yeah, just, yeah, 100%. Okay. You, yeah. you know, and as a special needs parent, you you learn that, you know, a, a lot of, you find a lot of, uh, this is the wrong word, but mistrust or, or you find out that doctors are human yeah. and, and Absolutely. Uh, medicine is, is very, uh, you know, it is what it is and it helps a lot of people, but sometimes you're, uh, you, you get a, a diagnosis that it, you know, that everything's fine and everything wasn't fine. Yeah, there is so much that they don't know. I'm reminded of, you ever watch the show Northern Exposure? You remember that show yes. with Fleischman? <laughs> yes. Rob Morrow. And uh, he, I remember a scene where he's he's having a conversation with the shaman, like the local shaman who's this, you know, um, uh, I don't know what the politically correct term is. Uh, is Eskimo okay? I guess he's an Eskimo. <laughs> anyway, he's a healer, right? And someone comes to him, and in Fleischman's presence, the person says, you know, I've got this problem with my neck or something. And the, the shaman says, well, do this, this, and rub some oil and blah, blah, blah. And the person goes away and says, thank you. And, and Fleischman says, what are you doing? That That's not how you treat a, uh, you know, a neck injury or whatever. And the guy says, uh, you know, Dr. Fleischman, you know, 90% of the things that people come to us for uh, are, they go away in time. So if you provide some comfort and maybe something a little bit to take their mind off of it, it's going to go away, right? Inflation's like, no, you can't even do that. But, but it's, it's it, because there is so much we don't know. I've, and I've had doctors admit to me before, too, like, the, the, there's, um, we tell you what we know, but there's so much we don't know. And so, it, right. yeah. And, it, it, and so at the age of two, we, uh, she got a diagnosis and we were heartbroken because we were, you know, it, 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 there's a great poem that all parent, all uh, special needs parents know. It's called Welcome to Holland. It's, I'm sure you know it. It's, yeah. it's a, the, you the, thought the you were going one place. The poem is essentially that you're getting ready for a trip to Italy and you pack everything, and everyone is in Italy, and everything's great. And then you end up in Holland, and Holland is not like Italy, and there's not a lot of people in Holland. But uh, you end up uh, enjoying Holland because you have to. You're forced to, right? You know, you plan your trip, and then what are you going to do? You're in Holland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's, you know what? In uh, part of my life, there's another poem called "Fuck Holland." <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's really great. It's like, that, Holland isn't that great. That's, <laughs> yeah. You know, that that would have been my um, my ex-wife, Adrian's mom, Annie. That would have been her reaction. And by the way, we're not married anymore, but we get along very well and, and um, always have great conversations about our kids. And she wanted nothing to do with that book. She's like, fuck that. I don't, I don't care. But in, in time, I think it takes time. Because uh, you, you mentioned Carrie, my colleague here at uh, Pod Six One Seven, uh, her her wonderful daughter Anna has uh, Down syndrome, and I remember Ke- the day Carrie called me and right. said, you know, I offered my congratulations, hearing about the birth, and then it, it might have even been the same day. She said it, she has Down syndrome, and and so I said, well, this is what I'm. I'm curious to hear what advice you give to parents when they're in this situation. I, I said, the one thing that I can tell you that might make you feel better is this will get better. This is the worst moment now, yeah. right now. And you, you you, can't, it's hard for you to believe me now. It's hard for you to believe me. I, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be okay. I'm not going to tell you everything's going to be, you know, you know, roses and, and rainbows. But you will get to a point where it's like, this is much better than the the absolute horror of hearing. Because they, uh, over the years, these little gems start to emerge. Yes. And the, the, so the you start to see things in Holland that are actually pretty cool. Right. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And it, 
just seeing Carrie's daughter on Facebook, she's beautiful, yeah. she's talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as all these uh, special needs children are, uh, they just have a different way of, of finding, you know, their their place in the world. Or, or as parents, we have to give them the opportunity to find their place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my daughter, uh, you know, she wasn't walking, she wasn't talking, we took her to the doctor, she got, you know, the diagnosis, which... Instead of her muscles, which affects you see a lot of kids in wheelchairs, my daughter can walk and she can talk. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Uh, she just learns at a different level. Her brain, uh, th- that muscle was damaged at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had uh, a lot of people asking us, well, are you going to sue? Are you going to sue the midwives? Are you going to sue the hospital? Mm-hmm. And it became kind of a morality thing for me where I was like, well, what am I suing them for? They didn't, wasn't there, they didn't want this to happen they right. didn't you know and i talked to my mom a little bit about it and she was like she was like no I, would you change anything about your daughter mm-hmm. and i'm like y- you can't that's all i knew so right um it, yeah for that, you and me both first, yeah, first child yeah that was it was very heartbreaking um finding out and then uh going forward and i'll never forget the first call we got from early intervention because we had done that route and she the lady sent us in the mail a thing that said, your daughter, your child has special needs. Here are the next steps. And I called them and I lambasted them on the mm-hmm. phone saying, how dare you say my daughter has special needs? How mm-hmm. dare you? you have, she's three. You have no idea what she, you know, you have right. no idea what she can do. And mm-hmm. that, I didn't face it. You know, I, I didn't yeah. hit it head on at first. So if you had to go back and talk to that, George, you'd say, don't scream at the in- I say, yeah yeah so when you get <laughs> yeah something in the mail from our sponsors the postal service don't call right, 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 the right. people and start yelling at them yeah. about calling i you're identifying my daughter as a special needs kid you have no idea you should change your literature yeah. and this poor lady say like, oh i'm so sorry and you know but i'm sure she had been through it before it's, so that's a common theme i think with many parents because I, because I hear it, it's like, hey, you know, it'll usually come through a third party. Like, you know, my sister's kid uh, is definitely on the autism spectrum, and I'm like, oh, what do they have? Like early intervention, or are they, you know, getting therapy? And it's like, nope, they not, they don't even acknowledge they have autism. They say, well, you know what? They go, they, they, there's a lot of stuff they'll grow out of, and we're pretty sure they'll go. And it's this, it's like a stigma that they don't want to uh, join, right? right? They don't want to be in that category. And I don't know if we were there as parents, but um, but what I do know is it, it, eventually we got to the point where I really enjoyed champ- championing it. I really enjoyed saying, yeah, my son has autism, but he's doing great. You know, what? Yeah. Guess, guess what he just did, you know, right. and, and that that's a special kind of uh, thrill that you really don't get. And, you know, the typical parents all say, oh, well, he's happy. That's all that counts. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not that fucking simple. You know, it's not. It's not. We have, we have a, a lot of challenges, but, 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 but we do get some special gems from them that we're proud of, that they, they're able to do things that um, we never really dreamed they could. And, right. and, and that's, that's something that a typical parent won't necessarily get. So. Or appreciate. Right. So I, I remember having a conversation with my wife when we finally – I finally kind of accepted it. My wife was uh, very, you know, tunnel vision on this. Mm. Okay, this is uh, Mary's situation. This is how we're going to help it. We we talked about, all right, we're just going to throw her in everything normal, everything typical. She's going to play soccer, and she's mm-hmm. going to, you know, do the do the school play if she wants. She's going to do this, and she's going to do that. And 
and we 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 just kind of threw her out there, and she you know could have cared less about being out there. She was looking around and wondering what to do. She couldn't um, she couldn't she didn't understand the concept of soccer or 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 how to interact with other children mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it became kind of a oh god, what are we doing? You know, it's trial yeah. and error when you're a special needs. Oh, parent, for sure. You know, yeah, we've had and you will have disasters, and we <laughs> we. We tried to adopt the philosophy of let him try stuff, yeah. you know, and if he doesn't like it, it's fine. Um, yeah, like we tried uh, karate once when he was small, uh, when he was a little boy, and I remember um, aunt, the mom telling me, you know, I, I took him there, and the guy said, sure, we, we'll work with, with kids with disabilities. And then when Adrian got in there, you know, Adrian was kind of lost, didn't know what to do and the guy finally said something like you know i'm not really equipped to deal with someone like him and it's like what you fucking said it like like what like what's going on um and he obviously had maybe dealt with like one kid with maybe a mild you know developmental thing and thought he could do it and that was really insulting to us and it hurt you know but uh i coached mary's soccer team because i trusted me to look out for her and and whatnot and at the end of the year the league director came over to me and said you know, it's getting pretty dangerous over there, mm. uh, out there for her. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? She's, she goes, well, we're prepping these kids for travel, and and mm. the kids are maturing on the field. And Mary, you know, Mary is Mary, and I'm, I was like, I'm sorry, are, are you telling us not to play soccer? Yeah, now? yeah. And, and so, what I was think the, his, and what was the upshot of that? What happened? Uh, the, well, I, we we took her out, um, but not for that reason. I take it not because he told you to. Well, no, but. but I th- he was looking out for the best interest he of actually Mary was. He, okay. uh, because yeah. it was getting dangerous and mm-hmm. kids could boot the ball, you know, 70 miles per hour and, you know, or whatever. And right. So, uh, you know, I, I was like, all right, well, we'll, you know, we'll take her out, but, you know, before, you know, before she gets hurt. But, you know, deep down, I was like, well, he's, you know, it's kind of a liability, I, I guess, for, yeah. for the league. Um, That's but, a delicate thing. Yeah. yeah. We, we, it, it, I guess the the answer is it depends. Uh, we had a situation where Griffin had gone to a, a day camp in, in Fox Pro that he enjoyed, and the following summer he was going to return. Uh, sorry, this is our typical kid, Griffin, the the younger one, who's now uh, going to turn seventeen next week. Yeah, but, we just uh, have we both have typical children as well. Right, George and I are the same, and so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, so we asked the camp, we said, you know, how would you feel if we sent Adrian's uh, brother to camp as well? Um, he has autism. He will have a full-time aide with him provided by the, the town. Um, um, and so the director said, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're set up for this. I don't know if we're equipped for it. And then, and so uh, my wife at the time gets off the phone very disappointed and we have a conversation. I say, ah, oh, Jace, that sucks. That's too bad. Then I said, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure the law protects you in this situation. Like yeah, this. right. Like, like we offered to provide the aid that would make up for any extra work they would have to do. And the, the guy actually called back the next day and said, we, we'd love to welcome Adrian. Somebody told him he'd be violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And, and what they don't know is that special needs parents will go above and beyond to make sure that they just fit in. Yeah, uh, and and you you won't have to worry about them. We'll provide a peer to go with them. We'll make sure someone yeah. holds their hand if need be. Um, yeah, so, I've yet to met a special needs parent who like actually wants to like dump their kids. Yeah, off. yeah. right. Yeah. So it, it, with with our story, it, 
like you said, I, I kept on trying to put Mary into programs that she showed an interest in. Was there an art program? And then, you know, out of nowhere, Mary goes, we're watching the Bruins. She goes, oh, I want, I want to try uh, ice skating hockey. Nice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because, you know, she has trouble walking. <laughs> right. So, so skating should be a I'm piece like, of skating cake. Skating should be a piece. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We went to a learn to skate, and she was falling every two seconds. And then someone told me... She goes, which one's yours? I was like, that's the little girl out there. She goes, you know, you can tell who the hockey players are. They're the ones that at their first practice, they stay on the ice while the other kids crawl off. Mm-hmm. And, and and Mary's the one staying on the ice really? while these other kids are crawling off. Oh, God. And then one of the coaches grabbed her and started skating around with her, yeah. like holding her mm-hmm. while he, he skated. She was like flying, you know, flying around yeah. the ice and... And I was like, "Oh, wow!" And the coach ended up being a a, a, a friend of mine from from college, and he ends up uh, putting her on his elite boys hockey team. Come on! Oh, yeah. So yeah. how old is she at this? Age? She was uh, eight. Wow! And and so she loved it. She really she it. loved it. Yeah. Took skating lessons, and. David, this is one of the, the things you talk about. It was a miracle. She yeah. she learned how to skate and yeah. can skate circles around you know anyone out there. She could yeah. hang. Uh, she wasn't playing on the team, of course, because you know you don't want. The, but she would skate warm ups with them, mm-hmm. and she would skate. Uh, she would sit on the bench during games. We would travel. We went to Lake Placid. We travel wow. with the team, and. The, the coach's name Marty DeCourcy. He hates when I bring up his name and, and stuff because he. he is very humble and right. doesn't want any credit for it. But uh, and Mike Rakes, who was the assistant coach and also the district manager of the Greater Boston Postal Service. All right, uh, they 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 both uh, said she's she's teaching our boys how to be men rather mm. than you know they're doing stuff for Mary, giving Mary the opportunity. But Mary's doing a lot more. They're going to be nice to to special needs kids growing up. So and did she kind of love the whole experience of it, like? putting on the uniform yeah. and the oh yeah she Is had it, a yeah. full uniform i had all the pads yeah. every christmas was i need new skates i need new hockey tape That's you great. know i want a hockey goal so to practice on as coach marty says i have to take 500 shots a summer and <laughs> you know it, it it to see her do this yeah but on top of that um during this time michelle's like oh, i can't believe she's doing that that's great isn't it they have this um it's called Miss Amazing. They have a Miss Amazing pageant in every state. I think in forty states in the country, and it's essentially a a pageant for kids with special needs. And they go out there and 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 they wear a pretty dress and they show a talent and they speak into the microphone mm-hmm. and. Um, and we were there, and my wife, who's a, a girly girl, was like, oh, th- "This is great because she's not gonna, you know, it's not, it's nothing to do with a sport." All right. And she can go out there, and she, and she goes into the microphone in front of this packed auditorium. And goes, my name is Mary Kippen, and when I grow up, I'm going to be a hockey player. And I was <laughs> nice. like, oh my god, she's yeah. going to win this. <laughs> and yeah, her talent ended up being hockey, shooting yeah. hockey goal plucks into a net on the stage. Yeah, on the yeah. stage. Yeah. And they announced the winner, yep. and she was Miss Massachusetts, Come on. Miss Amazing Massachusetts, uh, when she was uh, eleven years oh old. Oh my god! And she went to California to compete nationally, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, why? Yeah. Why aren't other special needs parents taking advantage of these programs that yeah. you know uh, that that would help them and and not show off their kid? You know, because right. that's the last thing that us as special needs parents do. We mm. just want 
look, they succeeded. Yeah. You know, take, yeah. take a look at this. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you can do it. She met with Lauren Potter, was a sponsor. She wrote him because she won that. She was in Best Buddies yeah. with Tom Brady. So Lauren Potter is the, the yes. actress with, with Down Syndrome who uh, was on the TV show Glee. And uh, the aforementioned Carrie, my colleague, has gotten to know Lauren Potter over the years too. She's terrific. Yeah, and uh, she's got, yeah, she's in a hit uh, TV show, and that what a nice role model, you know. Yeah, and she was so sweet to Mary when when they met, and mm-hmm. um, and then of course you know she got to ride in Best Buddies with Brady, and her partner was uh, was uh, Miss Teen USA, and, <laughs> it, it, and you know if you go to Best Buddies, it's it's Michael Chiklis, it's Copen, it's all these yeah. former Pats. And my wife goes because the restraining order with me and Brady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you if you got to meet Brady. Now, uh, M- Michelle Michelle did. Well, uh, Michelle said he came by and okay. walked by everyone, thanked everyone. But uh, what George didn't mention is he and his comedic uh, partner Nick Stevens do those videos. You've probably seen listeners called shit Pat fans. Shit, Pat, it's hard to say. Shit, Pat's fans, Pat's fans say. say. And know. George lovingly uh, refers to himself as the other guy, and since uh, yeah. Nick is kind of larger than life. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so you, it makes sense that they wanted to keep you away from Brady. Yeah, so you, with your, with your yeah, love. I don't yes. really have a restraining order. Yes. I know. You know of. <laughs> know. Uh, but it, it's Maybe one so. of these things where, oh my God, she got this opportunity, uh, and you, you you give for it. She's a tomboy. I grew up playing sports, so she wanted to be like me she wanted to watch every sporting event yeah in mary's short life she's 14 years old she has shot on the parquet mm-hmm. at the celtics mm-hmm. she was the girl who uh at intermission of a of a revolution game kicked the ball into the blocked net and actually scored a goal she really like, it was a 99 to one shot yeah. that she's hitting this and she hit it <laughs> that's amazing and i'm like you gotta be kidding me she yeah. sang the national anthem at Fenway. Nice. She, so she's been on the field at Fenway. Holy cow. She skated on the Bruins ice. She's uh, played football at Gillette for mm-hmm. Special Olympics, Massachusetts. So I'm like, all right, we're giving her all these opportunities, and and she she I don't know if she appreciates them, right? But she thinks they're cool or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it was just a matter of all right. She found her niche in sports. I'm gonna give her every opportunity to do it, and that's where we went through Special Olympics. And, and it's a good segue because we should talk a little more about Special Olympics since um, my son has benefited. And just recently, as a matter of fact, were you there at, at um, Harvard the, yeah. the recently? Okay. It's too well, bad. We've been to Harvard about three times. That's yeah. the track and field one. Correct. Mary did swimming there okay. as well. Yeah, yeah well, I was just there. And I'll, I'll tell you about it after I take a brief uh, break to tell you about our sponsor, the aforementioned U.S. Postal Service. The second largest employer in the United States offering pay training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers from mail carriers to corporate management like George Kippenham. Yes. The USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service. And the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at the website, usps.com. Dot com slash careers. It's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences, 
even if they're goofy like George, <laughs> and work to promote collaborate, collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute in their full potential, excuse me, to their full potential. Apply today, kids. The website, once again, usps.com slash careers. The United States Postal Service deliver for the nation. I read that every day, George. I love it. I love it. I hope you love it, too. It's a fantastic place to work. I'll yeah. tell you that much. If you want to get started and uh, have no direction in, in a career, what to do, you start off with a good, uh, good pay and a, and a quality job. It's I'm great. not even going to tell you how much vacation time George gets. Now, he's a veteran. <laughs> he's earned 22 it. years of he's, work. Yeah. Exactly. 22 years. So you, don't, you won't start off that way right away, but let's just say... It's a it's a damn good outfit to work for. So, uh, we, yeah, we're talking about Special Olympics. Um, yeah, my son has done it. Uh, with there's a, there are basketball programs. Mm-hmm. There are um, I mean, there's everything. It there's flag football. There's right. married this flag football swimming. Uh, God. Uh, the, uh, track and field. Track and field. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. yeah. So yeah, Adrian just I was there with Adrian as part. So Adrian now goes to school at Cardinal Cushing. He goes and I think I've told you, George, he lives there yes. uh full time and, and is doing very well. And he was there with his team and he you know, the hundred yard <laughs> the hundred yard dash, it's it's hard to figure. You know, Adrian He's communicative. He does speak, but you, you kind of only get one sentence out of him at a time, yeah. you know. So you never really know exactly how he feels. But he loves the whole process of it. So he loves, you know, the gun goes off, hundred yard dash, and off he goes. He runs, and he's got a smile on his face. He's usually looking at me, and he's usually saying like some line from the movie Shrek or something for some <laughs> for some reason, whatever. But he's enjoying it. And with in the dash, he almost always finishes last, and he could give a shit like he doesn't yeah. care. He just doesn't care. But for the softball throw. He, he actually finished first. Now, it's unclear to me whether there was actually anyone else in his division, but I didn't care. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know that's I mean? weird. Mary, I'm like, oh, Mary, you did really good. You got third. And then she gets a gold. I'm like, from the you know the nine-and-a-half-year-old to ten-year-old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly know? right, right. For those born in February or March. Right, uh, of, of, right. Oh, I was always yeah. curious if anyone else thought uh, yeah. like that. No, no, I, I did. because. But you know what? They they It was um, – they provide enough sort of pomp and circumstance around it and then the the, the medal ceremony and they had servicemen yes at, at the, right, policemen pr- servicemen policemen, yeah. servicemen the, uh, the the gamut um, presenting these medals which gave it just such a nice touch of s- sort of gravity and like you know importance and he got up there and I have a great video of him walking up to the the getting his gold medal and raising his fist and saying "woo," which he does every day all the time anyway but <laughs> but nevertheless and so uh yeah, it, it was. It, it, oh my God, tears streaming down my face. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's Adrian or just getting older, but um, the pledge, though, yeah. the pledge gets me every time. Yeah. Let me win if I cannot win. Let me be brave in the attempt. Yeah. It's like, ugh, gut shot. Yeah, yeah. So you were telling me though before we started recording, and I, I think you, you don't mind talking about this. You had one example of where through some. Um, short-sightedness shall we say yes. your daughter had a, yeah. a situation that was so, challenging david and i are talking a lot about you know how wonderful it is yeah. to be in holland and, right there are some shitty aspects of it For as sure. well yeah. um so uh it, 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 and this is what i'm trying to say about advocacy you have to advocate for your child it's so important uh the eighth grade dance which is always a, a big deal at every kid's school i mm-hmm. think this is their graduation into uh into high school it's a lot of kids first dances um Mary was very excited to go. About three months prior, we had asked the the principal of the school, "Hey, can 
do you think Mary would be able to uh, bring a hockey teammate to the dance? Because they know her, and and mm. we know her, and we know uh, what what she'll do, and we we know how she'll react, and we think having a peer there would be really uh, uh, beneficial for her. Uh, and she said, uh, the principal had said, no, uh, can't do that. So we're like, all right. What was the reasoning? No re- oh, the reasoning was that only kids from the school could go to the dance with her. Okay. No and, exceptions. And, and the principal understood the special, no pun intended, the special circumstances yes, of this. understood. So this is, I, I mean, I, do, I know the story is going to continue here, but I just, uh, I don't know what goes through people's heads. When, like they don't, they don't look ahead the slightest bit. The, the, these, these, the, and, and these stories happen after, you know, the end of the story, you'll know they happen a lot more than, yeah. than, just in our situation. So a couple weeks passed and it didn't sit well with us. So we went to her teacher and, Hey, do you think you could talk to the, the principal about, uh, about Mary and bring him, bring up here to the dance and went to the principal. We same response. No, mm. we went to the head of special ed in our town. She went to the principal. They said, no, mm. we went to the superintendent of schools in our town. He went to the principal and she said no. We went with. Then we said, "All right, it doesn't have to be a hockey player. How about that?" Uh, her she Mary has one friend mm-hmm. in her class, a special needs girl, and she's a wonderful little girl, and she's a year younger. We said, "Can Mary bring her friend um, to the dance?" Uh, she they go to the same school. I know she's a year younger. And we went through that whole chain again, and they all said no. What the hell is going on? I don't know. Unbelievable. It was, it was an exception, and. I was telling David that we don't... Now, I can see if it was, a, a, uh, I don't know, a, a, a typical kid who, who was like happens to be, you know, dating some girl in Niagara Falls that he wants to import, and it's like, that's no... <laughs> you know what and I mean? That's, that's the a, example they brought up to us. Yeah. They said, look, if, if a kid's going to the prom and they want to bring a 20-year-old to the prom, you know, we can't let them do that. I was like, I'm not talking about the damn prom. I'm right. talking about an eighth grade dance for my special needs daughter exactly. who this is what's going to happen. She's going to be alone at the dance. She's going to sit by herself and you are going to force other kids at their eighth grade dance to go over and talk to her. Right. And I'm fine with kids being nice to my, chi- course, my yeah. child. I, I'm fine with that. But when they're told to be nice to her, you know, they're there for their special night. Eighth grade yeah. dances are, are yeah. full of first kisses, I'm sure, and hand-holding and, and whatever. I don't want to take away from anyone's experience. That's right. why having a peer there could have been very beneficial. A yeah, solution that, that you came up with a solution that really would have worked for ever, anybody. Yeah. Half hour Everybody. into the dance, my daughter gets dressed up and we're taking pictures. We're very excited. And they do the – all the parents are there and they walk through the – the, the kids all walk through when everyone gets their picture. Mm-hmm. Half hour into that, when my wife was about to leave, she goes, "Mary, I'm going now." That you know, here's here's the teacher. She said, mm-hmm. uh, and Mary's like, "The music's too loud," mm-hmm. and we're like, "All right, here are your headphones." And she goes, I, "It's too loud. I, 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 you know, I can't. I, I, I don't know what to do." She walked around the dance floor once, came back, and said, "I don't know what to do." I, right. And it was heartbreaking because that was a special moment that yeah. she could have had. And yeah. She could have had the time of her life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So she came home, and I've never done this for, you know, I've never been a woe is me guy about my daughter. I know, you know, because complaining is going to get me nowhere. But I was so appalled that my daughter had this terrible experience. I put it online mm-hmm. and uh, I put it on my Facebook. And 
you know, it got shared, a, you know, whatever, a million times. and mm. Not a million, but... A lot, yeah. A, a, enough to become the, ta- the talk of our town. When I didn't hear back from the school the next day, I put it on the, the town websites and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then our friend, our mutual friend, Jerry Thornton, shared it on his. And Jerry, if you don't know, writes for Barstool Sports and has a huge platform. Big following, yeah. I had a... Uh, I so had, he wrote... Uh, I didn't see that. He wrote a piece about I, how... Oh, you! Oh, oh, I wrote he, it. Oh, he uh, just shared it. He Jerry just shared, shared your it piece. and Got said it. Yeah. how yeah. hard would it have been to make an exception for this little girl right. going to a dance. Right. Uh, so it gained a lot of traction to the point where uh, when they didn't respond back, I shared it you know, to the town pages and whatnot because I was pissed off, you know? Yeah. And, and we had never done something like that before. And we were just so disappointed in the school system that they, uh, that, that they had done this to our daughter. Mm-hmm. And that they had made her feel like an outcast, and uh, and that was the first time in a long time where I felt sad to be a special need parent. Yeah, and uh, the moral of the story: what happened was the superintendent of the school committee ended up calling me. Mm-hmm. We had an emergency meeting, and uh, and now all of a sudden it was a. Uh, Oh, we can't believe this happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, not only did that happen, but you know, you don't allow parents to go on the eighth grade field trip to Philadelphia. That's why none of your special needs kids go hmm. because most of them have medication that they have to take and most mm-hmm. of them have you know, uh, issues and sensory issues and, and need just that, you know, you don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and your kid gets scared and have nowhere to go. You know, uh, you don't allow that. You don't allow... Uh, you know, uh, you know these special needs kids. It, like, they put them in a corner. I felt like, and yeah. I'm sure it's like that in every school district. And I went in there with a, a positive mindset. My wife and I both did, and said, "You know what? We're not going to take what you did to our daughter lying down. We're going to improve upon it. This is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And we want this. We want that. We want policies changed. We want uh, new classrooms. We want these kids are not going to be forced in the back anymore." You know, it was like that scene in Social Network. You know, you had the chance to make it right. We're not, yeah. we're, we're not coming for. Uh, I'm not coming for this. I'm coming for everything now. Yeah, you they could have made this right. Right. They did. had they had all those opportunities, all yeah. those calls you made to, to just it, and just who where was the czar of common sense to stand up and say, yeah, we're gonna. Not only is this the wrong thing to do, but we're gonna look like complete assholes after the fact. Right on, right. and yeah. and that's what happened, and. Since then, now my wife, is, uh, who's the president of the CPAC, which is the Special uh, Education Parental Advisory Council in our town, mm-hmm. who has taken so much off the school's plate by uh, t- discussing IEPs and, and discussing uh, you know, emotional issues with children to, uh, to take it off the school board's lap. Now she has a bi-weekly or twice-a-month uh, meeting with the superintendent of the schools to discuss the special ed program. So he, he took this on the chin and apologized and mm-hmm. really... Uh, yeah, a, a, as he should have. But uh, you know, fr- from my point of view, it, it's we went in saying, "Hey, we're pissed. We're not going to go to the media, even though the media is crawling down our throat." Mm. But if you make this right, we're going to be the envy of all the schools in, on the South Shore when it comes to special ed programs. So mm-hmm. we tried to make a, a negative into a positive. That's what we tried to do anyway. And so there's hope there that is these hope, things yeah. will change. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's just stunning to me it it reminds me of like there's a brady bunch episode where the whole premise was cindy had to choose between 
uh, dad and mom as to who was going to watch her be uh, the fairy princess. Yeah, be yeah. the fairy <laughs> princess. And I kept it, the 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 whole premise of it. I mean, not that the show ever made a lot of sense anyway, but like like what school makes a kid decide between that? And it's like that that is absurd. You can as only that. bring one parent. Yeah, you can only bring one parent. What? Well, first of all, Cindy's is this the smallest auditorium in the world, or what's going on here? Cindy's having a fucking panic attack. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, she uh, the, she feels sick. She's yeah. like, I can't be the fairy princess in the show. Yeah. And then the stupid finale, the, the end, end of that episode is uh, that you have to cho- choose. But if you can't choose, apparently they'll do a special <laughs> presentation of the play just for the Brady family. You know, that made no fucking sense either. Oh, I love boy. that. Yeah. I love the Brady so oh, much. Oh, me too, man. I could, we, could, we need a, we need a uh, Brady podcast, uh, George. We'll talk after that. Oh, we totally do. Yeah, definitely. Brady pod. Uh, so um, we've got just a couple minutes left, but... Um, well, first of all, let's plug Special Olympics. It's I believe it's specialolympics.org, and yep. uh, we could tell you, there are numerous ways for you to get involved, and especially for the special needs parents out there. If there are all kinds of permutations of this, like the town of Sharon, where Adrian used to go, has teams, has track and field teams and basketball teams, and they call it unified basketball. Yeah, and I got to tell you, um, my. It, it, it gave the opportunity for my younger son, Griffin, my uh, typical son, to be one of the coaches and mentor players on the basketball team. And for me, I mean, when I see kids in, with special needs triumph, it's, it's heartwarming. But to me, it's even more heartwarming to see the typical kids and the heart that they will have in wanting to help others. You yeah. know? D- David, tell me a little bit about your, your, sure. s- your typical son. Yeah. Because it, when we had our son, we're like... Oh, this kid's going to have a lot of unneeded burden. pressure and burden yeah. on him because at at some point this is you yeah. know this is going to be his yeah um that's a scary thought yeah. still you know and so we've tried to do planning that will not burn we don't want it to be his life and so we've done you know the typical kind of estate planning so that you know Adrian when mom and dad are gone, there will be people to take care of them. Of course, it's something you got to keep revisiting year over year. But but um, we, I don't know. We've been lucky. I feel like the 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 gods of of karma or whatever. Like they they take something away, but then they'll give something back. Our, our Griffin is just a he's just a delightful kid. He's a gem of a kid. He, his he loves his brother unconditionally. It's the only right. brother he's ever known. He, they're incapable of fighting with each other. And so, but I, I admit, we, I worry about after we're gone, because yeah. I, I don't want it to be Griff's life for sure. I, I, he needs to have his own life, his own family, and whatever he chooses to do and as, as he grows older. What, what have you thought about, uh, about your son? So my son's 10. I remember yeah. telling him for the first time that his sister was yeah. different yeah. because he was passing her uh, mentally and intellectually. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was so sad and uh, and now kids, uh, you know, it, it throw around the R word at his oh age. Boy. You know, they always do. They still do. And uh, yeah. he gets so upset. He'll f- he's braver than I. When I hear an adult say it, I, it's very hard for me to step up and say, "Hey, you know, I don't like that word." You know, it's yeah. very difficult. But he has no problem saying, "Don't you know you're disrespecting my sister?" Good for him, you know. So, and he he wants to be involved special ed growing up, and uh, you know, I want to be a special ed helper. That's wow, what he wants to do when he grows up after you know being wide receiver for the Patriots. You just got to do that first, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I remember you know, and I know the years to come are going to be hard. But his friends know about Mary, and his friends respect 
Scotty Ford. I, we do a benefit concert for Special Olympics every year. We make sure Scotty's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it, it's it's a challenge. Uh, it, about Special Olympics Mass, though, real quick, uh, we were asked, Michelle and I were asked to speak to a group of volunteers, and it was a capacity 800 people. Mm-hmm. And I got choked up being there at to see all these volunteers there. I'm on stage yeah. to speak. And these these are guys. These are guys our age. These are guys younger than us. These are guys who are black, white, you know, Asian, that, and women. I'm not just saying, but mm. I, I just remember seeing all these folks who are there on like a Tuesday night where I had to, where they're listening to me speak about how important they are to my kid. And these guys aren't at work going, oh, I have to coach Special Olympics this weekend, or I'm refereeing a game yep. this weekend. They're not bragging about. It. They're doing this out of pure good heartedness. Yeah. And I think if you asked any one of them, they'd say, I get so much more out of it than right. than any any effort I need to put into it. That yeah. was the most I ever really got choked up or or emotional. I'm not Maddie Blake. I don't get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> everything. But I get I got emotional. Maddie Blake just heard that and started crying. I love Maddie. <laughs> I got I, I got emotional um, being up on that stage and speaking to this group of Heroes. That's what gets me too. There's one story. I'm not going to tell the whole version because I will cry every time I tell it. I cry. But it happened in Texas, where the short version of the story is a kid uh, was able to play on his varsity basketball team, even though he had special needs. Given a special opportunity, and in order for the kid to score a basket, it required a kid on the other team to throw the ball away. I Did saw you see that? that. That gets me every oh, time because it's one thing it was it was nice everyone was cheering for the kid but he hadn't gotten his basket in the last minute this kid on where does that kid get that heart that compassion and on the, the, game on the is other over. team he handed it to right. the right he bo- said hey Mitchell over here yeah. over here and it's like to the kid's surprise the other team is throwing the ball it's like they I they, they had that on like CBS this morning or something yeah, and they the, described it as the, the most memorable turnover in the history of or the most kind hearted yeah. turnover in the history of the, high school basketball whatever there's so much good out yeah. there in our kids in our our children, and not our, especially in typical children, uh, there is bad too, but yeah. there is more good than bad. I, I really, in my heart, think that. I agree. I, I've been more impressed. It, you know, you, when you get that diagnosis, that's one of the, where the places your mind goes. He's yeah. going to get bullied. He's going to get pushed yeah. around. He's going to get called all kinds of names. It sure does happen. It and does it, happen. It, it sure does happen, but it's the exception rather than the rule I've found. I, I'll tell you one other quick story. Uh, Special Olympics hoops. Um, Adrian was playing, or I don't know if it was Special Olympics per se, but anyway, it was it was uh, special needs hoops. Adrian's playing for his team, Cardinal Cushing, and the um, the other team had a kid who was just good. Now he was definitely special needs, but he knew how to play basketball, and so yeah, I, I see right? I see these kids, yeah. and I'm like, oh my, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I know you just dunked. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right, he had tats on his arm. <laughs> yeah, and and it it admitted like the whole thing is just nice. It's a bunch of uh, special needs kids, you know, getting a chance to do something they might not ordinarily do. However, it can lead to some funny, weird dynamics. This kid that was good was stealing the ball every time. Yeah, and so he kept going down and scoring. And because of his his um, challenge or whatever he has going on, I don't know what his diagnosis was. He probably didn't understand the fact that it was kind of uncool when yeah. all of a sudden it's tw- it was literally 26 to nothing, yeah. you know? And I'm waiting for the coaches to step in. I started getting a little frustrated. You know? t- I, that's this happened happens. to me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've... Uh, and, uh, continue. Cause yeah, yeah. Is- Don't worry. And we're going to have to have you back. We'll, we'll do this again. Um, but, but what happened was it, something nice came out of it because eventually the coaches got the 
clue and they took this kid out of the game and they said okay you've scored 34 points in the first quarter why don't you take a rest <laughs> and then right. and then eventually they figured out ways to get other the kids involved in the game but the thing that really got me was there was a kid on the opposing team from my son and so uh, a, a teammate of this kid that had just scored all these points he gets in there I, he was special needs but he was clearly high functioning and as soon as he would get the ball and he would hand it to the other team and, and, and he would say, here you go, and, and, and point to the direction of the hoop, which you need to do sometimes. <laughs> you you right. really need to yeah. do that. <laughs> and, so, and so then after the third time he did it, the ref says to this kid, he goes, you know, you don't have to pass it to the other team. And he said, I could read his lips. He was pounding on his chest and saying, we want to give them a chance now. Yeah. We want, and that, that, that chokes me up because it's like the heart in, in these kids to, to help those that need a little help sometimes. 100%. So, yeah. David, just so Special Olympics Massachusetts is a great resource for your yep. kids if you need it. Uh, go to your school CPAC, the Special Ed Parental Advisory Council, and there's also a wonderful league in Braintree if the kid likes baseball, the Braintree American Challenger League. And the kids pay nothing. They get full uniforms. They get trophies. And they play. You know, they play baseball and it's safe and it's wonderful. And there uh, are wonderful volunteers out there of, of folks who uh, who just do this b- because they have some heart. And Love it. And if people want to follow you on Twitter to stay abreast of your, like the event, you, you'll eventually, when yes. do you do that event? Uh, usually in September. Okay. What? Uh, I'm at the other Pats fan. At the other Pats on fan. Twitter. And George, the great George Kippenham. Hope you enjoyed it, George. Was this as special as we uh, hoped it would? It was, I think it was. It was specialer. It was special. <laughs> specialist. Is that right? Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, it, it's all of the above. And um, just awesome, George. We'll, we'll have you back because we want to get uh, Kerry involved too. We'll do a real round rob under these stories. It's always. I mean, hell, it's therapeutic for me and you, if nothing else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and hopefully help uh, some, some folks Saves along us some the money. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague. Pod617.com is where you go for all past episodes. And find out how to have your own podcast and be a podcast star. Once again, thanks to the U.S. Postal Service. We love our sponsor. Pay training and ways to move up the website usps.com slash careers on behalf of my bud George Kippenham. (laughs) There you go. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, this is appropriate for you, George. You must be the other guy. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. You must be the other guy.